Hey Shredders, welcome to Shred Podcast episode 22. 22 episodes, man. A lot of episodes so far. They are flying by. Um, so today I have with me uh, Coach Mike. Hello so, everyone. What's going on? Not much. How are you doing today? It's a beautiful day out here. It is. Um, as we're recording this, it's Sunday, August 25th. Beautiful day. We're actually recording outside. Uh, so if there's an interruption during this podcast, because we are beside, we're actually out on my back deck. There's a train that runs by occasionally. I will grab that and pause it. When the train goes by and we'll get right back to you. Sounds um, good. So uh, what we're going to talk about today is Coach Mike had an awesome opportunity. And I'll just let him briefly tell you uh, what that opportunity was. Some of you may have heard, but I want him to just kind of explain it. Um, this year, uh, my volunteering led me to being at the CrossFit Games in Madison, Wisconsin. Um, they they gave me the opportunity and the privilege of leading the group or a couple people um, over the campgrounds, the fit aid lounge, and all the vendor sales. Okay. Well, awesome. So. Well, if I remember back to Meet the Coach Mike podcast, um, we talked about you starting volunteering back in 2014. Yes, back in 2014, a good friend of mine, i.e. you, Coach Schweitzer, Coach Scott, um, asked if we wanted to go down and work the regionals when they were just, there were Central East, Central East regionals, I think at that Central point. Central East, yep. Down Cincinnati and we worked the regionals that year. Um, I, I was on security and you were on? Event, it was uh, like media credentials. Yes. Um, handed out the t-shirts. Yes. We, we um, had a, we, we had a wonderful, uh, experience back then that led to me wanting to really increase my, um, volunteering capabilities and try to work up the old volunteer chain, if you will. Ladder. So, so fast forward, we did not volunteer 2015. It was in mini, yep. Minneapolis, Minnesota that year. Right. Um, and it was a late edition. They didn't really know where it was going to be. Yes. Uh, a little too little time to get stuff ready, but, but then they brought the 2016 in Columbus to Columbus and you and I jumped back on the horn there. And we worked on regionals and we met some people and some athletes and became fast friends and lifelong friends on, on certain occasions. So after that 2016 year, you then became the lead of security yes. for the regional. But yeah. And that, and that went to central region regional and they had the super regionals down in nashville when i actually signed up to volunteer and i was going back and forth with i believe beth barker um she didn't have a lead for the for the security and asked me if i'd be willing to do it and i said yes and so, so what that entailed from my perspective all i saw the different was you had to wear an earphone all the time yes uh, uh, I had people talking in my head the whole time, yes. Um, and that you had to be there before I did. Yes. Um, and you had to be there later than I did. Yes, I did. A lot of um, debriefings beforehand and afterhand, meeting with medical, um, meeting with the um, the building or arena event staff um, to go over emergency action plans, uh, and just making sure that everything was right. So in that same year, 2017, yes. we also decided we were going to go to Madison for the first time. Yes, we did. And we were going to work the games. Yes, we um we had a connection with Josh Bunch, who ran Alpha Team, which anyone that watches the, the CrossFit games, 
the Alpha team is one of the always the outdoor event teams that runs that, and it's a pretty uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for on here? Uh, labor intensive team. It is, and to be more specific, it is the turf field. Yes, uh, that you see if you're watching any of the broadcast from Madison. It's the small, squarish, rectangleish yes. uh, turf field uh, with stands around it. Yes. If they go off-site, that was not our team. We were just on that little turf yes. field. Um, and the year we did it, there actually was no rig out there. No, no rig. It, it was only straw bales and lines. Was it straw or hay? Which is straw. straw. Okay. And yes, we that was that was a long day. Um, if people don't realize, is that the CrossFit Games heavily rely on people volunteers to move all the equipment to set up all the the um obstacles to set up all the the, the formatting and the logistics of the workouts so. so then we go to 2018 you're security lead again in nashville for yes. the super regional uh we yeah, won't we go were, through that well we're very happy to also bring back everyone from the year before to actually create a team and actually have everyone want to come back and and work for me i guess you would say that and yeah must have done something right so we did except for me i, I bailed on you and then you, went but, to but, judging which is uh, which was completely understandable it's a passion of yours and still once again a volunteer though yeah so so that was done and then we were all excited we loved the nashville trip it was yes. kind of our guys weekend yes. where we get away and do some stuff and then it's announced that regionals are going away and now that was, a, you know, that was a hard time for me because I, I've worked hard to get into that lead position to hopefully someday keep on moving up that CrossFit ladder. And I'm like, how am I going to do this now? And so, so I know, I know that was a hard time for you because, because this isn't just something that just popped up. You have always been interested in the logistics and the setup stuff yes. of sports events. Yes. And I know you have a history with that. Um, my uh, degree is actually in sports management out of Ohio Northern and my internship was with the arena football league the albany firebirds back in 1994 of actually game day operations of how things would work and where the other team the opposing team when the pyrotechnics would go off when the announcing would go when when the clock would start all, all the logistics of a game day operation so you don't work in that field right now you work in it i work in it i'm not right. going to the, the not even close to that. So. so CrossFit really gave you that opportunity to get back into that thing that you loved and that my, you were trained. Passion, yes. And you were trained. You went to school for. Yes. And you really got to use that being lead of security. Yes. Uh, for the regions. And so then they eliminate the regions. And I know I was devastated because I finally made the judging team. Yes. Um, you were lead of security getting to do the, your yes. thing. And it's announced no more regionals. Yes. And, and what, where were we going to have this outlet? Yes. And, and to go over a little bit more, too, between jumping, people say, oh, well, just volunteer for the security and try to get up there at the games. Being a security lead with no military or first responder background, but being a, a, a lead of security at a single point, a single arena, is a lot different than being security at the games, which you have multiple venues, multiple areas bringing in the local law enforcement and the county law enforcement and doing that. And that was a little bit out of my um, comfort zone. Right. So even, and you had done other events too, not just CrossFit. I work with at the Arnold. Um, I believe it's been five years at the Arnold now, um, working with the athlete liaison team. Um, so, so you've done a lot to like bolster your, 
resume uh, resume yes. for for these events. Yes, and so it's it was it was probably a good six months of wondering what was going to happen with CrossFit, not only from from our volunteerism, but just overall. Uh, what Everyone did it mean was, for yes. us for the Open? Yes. What did it mean for us for the games? Yes. Were we going to get to even watch the games? Um, and so slowly, bit by bit, stuff got released. Um, and then you got noticed that you were selected as a volunteer. As a volunteer. Aaron Beckman, who's the Central Regional Director, her and I have kept in touch since for a year and a half now, since the last regional happened in Nashville, just as um, accountability people, going right. back and forth, making sure we're both in, in good moods and, and keeping our heads up and all that. And she's instilled a lot of confidence in me. And she goes, I'll, ha I'll have a position for you. So, so, so at that point, you just thought, hey, I'll get to volunteer. Yep. I'll have another guy's weekend in yes. or week in, in Madison. And uh, and I know our friend Bacon got selected yeah, Bacon at from the same time. Mobile, Mobile Alabama. Alabama. From Mobtown CrossFit, I believe. So all that happened. Yes. And you were, you were excited and yes. excited about that opportunity. But then you got uh, a strange email or call. Yeah, um, I think it was in May or June I was asked to... Uh, to be a lead, uh, I think it was more June, the lead of, um, or single point of contact for the campgrounds and at that point the beer garden at, at the games, um, which a very good friend of mine, jo Jason Feinstein, ran for the last year or two up there. Okay. And she asked me if I'd like to do that for her. And I'm like, whatever you need me to do, I'll, Bacon and I are there for you. So, so. Did you know right at that moment that you were being a lead or was it no, still? I did. So, so people can understand too, is getting a black shirt at one of these events is very. It, it is an elite company yes. to they, be they, in. A rock star. Um, they trust you and have a ton of faith in you to be able to do that. But, you, but with that also comes a lot of responsibility. Great responsibility. Um, I didn't quite understand um, what it meant to be the camp ranger at the CrossFit Games, um, helping park 100 RVs in the right spots in a non-square, non-straight uh, campsite, and then being in charge of also about 100 or so tents, being the single point of contact from, from each one of those campers, whether the gray water and black water were needed emptied for their, you know, when, when are the, the emptiers going to be coming through? Whether the bathrooms are locked, whether you know someone's being up all night and too loud, there's a curfew at ten. Um, someone's in my spot, you know. So it's me getting uncomfortable in conflict resolution. Yeah. So, and I and I imagine there was a lot. Hopefully, not a ton of conflict, but um, but I'm sure that you know with anything else, you get a lot of people in a small area. Yes. Uh, and you and some of that stuff does arise. I, I um, thankfully only got maybe one call a night around 10.30, which was phenomenal because if anyone knows me, I, my phone goes off at 10 o'clock and I don't look at it until the morning. Well, with that being said, I had to have my phone on and the ringer on all night long. Also being in charge of the campsites is your emergency action plan of inclement weather coming in, lightning storms, high winds, which has happened in years past, to evacuate the whole campsite. So, so for those of you who have never been to Wisconsin, the cool thing about the campground is it is probably the closest place to stay. Yes. If you want to go watch the games. Yes. And so um, th there are hotels around, 
but they're not like as close as this campground. It's is. on grounds. Right. It's li literally one of the entrances is through the campsites to get in. So. so this year, a lot of the athletes decided to stay in the campground. Maybe not a lot, a handful well, of athletes. Travis Williams, um, Chloe Smith, a teen athlete, um, Jody Hendricks, a master's athlete, uh, Street Horner was in there a lot, um, Sean Sweeney, the cowboy, CrossFit cowboy, tremendous gentleman, very nice, very polite. Um, I'm just going to say the Froning Clan. The, the Mayhem. Um, the Mayhem crew. Clan, yes. Um, so there, there were, I, I'm missing a couple, but there was a lot. And in addition to that, there were a lot of the new media. Yes. Yes. No bowl were there. The, the buttery brother bros, brothers, bros, 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 excuse me on now. And buttery bros were there. They're on site. Talking so. elite fitness yes. was there. Um, so yeah, so it was really cool because, uh, so you got to meet all these people yes. and I really get to know them, interact with them, not just because that's where they yes. that's where they were at ease and that's where they were hanging out. Yes. And it was so part of that responsibility of also being camp rangers, making sure that the people kind of leave them have their time. Too. Yes, yes. Um, so, and that's why there is a ten o'clock curfew. Yes, and things like that because they um, have to get some sleep. And, and that was, the, I mean, from Monday morning through Sunday evening, that was my main responsibility. Um, having a, a second in charge, having bacon there, which no one, the, the gentleman in years past only had himself. Um, we did not stay on site. We stayed at a hotel within four minutes of walking right across the street. Um, but after the campgrounds also, I had the, the beer garden, which was changed into the fit aid lounge. So just making sure there's a single point of contact, people walking around the fit aid lounge once an hour, making sure. Everything you know, the music's on. Make sure the DJ's going, or the TV's going, or that there's no dead silence. That the fan experience, which is truly what team I was on, Paul Jazz Valley, is the fan experience team um, of the event staff. So making sure the fans, so you have camping is fan experience. You have the Fit Aid Lounge, which is fan experience. Someone you can get out of the sun and and still watch stuff. Um, all the athletes walk through there after their uh, their their competitions, their different wads they did. Um, there was meet and greets that at night. The um, one-ton challenge was held in the Fit Aid Lounge one day, which Bacon took over and set the whole thing up because we were having problems getting um, how they wanted to set up. They kept on changing their minds, which if anyone's ever set up for the open or this or that, you always find better ways to do it. Um, uh, the volunteer uh, appreciation dinner was actually Saturday night, and that's why there was one of the reasons why there's no events Saturday night is all the volunteers are brought together and they're appreciated. Um, then I would say our, our, our one spot that our, we were in charge of all ice sales for the campgrounds and for all the vendors. So we, we, had, we sat out certain times a day and sold ice to, to the vendors and met a lot of great people that had their, their livelihoods there. So Well, in the fitting lounge, what, what I knew was the beer garden back yes. in the day, um, is a great place to just hang out. It is a... It is a full-size building yes. uh, with a massive TV on the one end yes, um, where you can actually watch the feed um, there and get out of the sun or whatever yes. you need to do. Or if you don't have tickets for the Coliseum, yes. you can watch the events there. And one of the cool things there is, uh, first, there are, beer, there are beer trucks in there. So? Yes, yes, yeah. numerous. Uh, the Morning Chalk Ups uh, live they broadcast had, was in there, yes. like the front corner. They, from had, what two, I they had two... 
on either corner of the front you walked in, they had two media outlets. And one of them was, I believe, the Spanish. The, yeah, and I know Fit8 had a little a little nook somewhere yes. in there. Uh, they were doing some stuff yes. and Morning Chalk Up. Um, and then Live and Loud, who runs Wadapalooza, did the Spanish broadcast. Yes, yes, they did. They were um, giving out some free T-shirts for the West Coast Challenge, I think, coming up or stuff. So, yeah. And so that's a great place to hang out. And like Mike said, there's a corral on the one side where the athletes actually walk through to get to the Coliseum and yes. from the Coliseum to their, to their like backstage area, yes. warm-up area. And they signed autographs. I mean, they're, they're, they give high fives. Yes. and very, very, very good very nice um, thing that CrossFit does and that the athletes actually agree to do and all that. So, so that's a really cool part of the fan experience too. Yes. Uh, and you, so you were overseeing, making sure nobody yes. jumped over anything or. Well, sec- security was there with them and each, as you saw, each athlete has a, I'm going to say a handler or one for each. So you, you, you have an athlete being corralled or kind of directed where to go by one volunteer the whole week. During the competitions, so, so it sounds like so first. Then when did you get there? When was when did your responsibilities take? I got there Sunday afternoon on July 29th, I think it was. And you were there through the following Sunday, and I left the next Monday morning and made sure people got out of the campground and stuff. But um, and so a typical volunteer, like when I went. I was there Wednesday through Sunday. And most, other than setup, most all volunteers showed up Wednesday evening or Thursday morning and, and worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So being a black shirt and having all of that responsibility of the campground, especially the campground because it opens yes. early. It opens Monday morning. And so. um, and the, the fitting lounge. Yes. You had to be there a lot longer than some yes. of the other. Yes. So with that cool black shirt comes. A lot of responsibility. Lot of responsibility. And someone talking in your ear all the time. And a if lot of time commitment. Do. Yes. But that, um, that's how I spend my vacations. So <laughs> with all that, yes, is it worth it? It is. For me, personally, love doing it. Um, if you like behind the scenes of events, volunteering is great. If you want to go watch the games for an event, it's not the best thing to do because you might not be able to see too much. I know the year we did the event team, we saw a lot, everything that happened on that field because we had to reset all the equipment. Right. So and we got to see it up close. Yes. But if, if it wasn't happening on that field, we you're busy doing yes. prepping for the next yes. event. No. So when you go to these things, you ha- you mean you have the event team, you have athlete control, you have event or staff services that help with all the volunteers, volunteer services. You have security, medical, um, So they're, they're judging. I mean, yeah. they're, they're, there's all these different facets of how to run an event. So, so I'm going to close it out by asking yes. you, like, what were your three favorite moments um, from being able to work the games this year? My three favorite moments from working the games. Um, personally, um, by the week's end, is the confidence, gaining more self confidence in conflict resolution or confrontation. You, know, you say c- confronting, not confrontation. Confronting and, and getting more confident talking to people when they're doing something wrong. Okay. Um, to meeting all the different fans that are in the campgrounds 
they all know me. I can't remember their names. They remember that I can't remember their names. And they're just the nicest people. Um, the, the trip up this year was phenomenal. I mean, but no, number one was, once again, is uh, my talks with Rich Froning Sr. I, I can't deny that. I mean, we're sitting there in our, our, our four-wheeler watching the campgrounds, making sure things. And there's, as you saw in one of the Froning, um, the Mayhem um, YouTube videos, they're playing golf. These kids, Rich Sr. came up and talked to us for an hour about the crazy kids and um, things like that. So, What I know, you, you've kept that relationship till yes. this day. You and, and Rich Sr. have... Uh, we, text back and forth. Yes, and we, we well we we've known him since 2014. Um, when Rich Junior, Rich Froning will stand there for hours and want to sign everyone's autograph. Want to? They need him out of the building so he can get some rest. So we've had we've helped in the past with security and stuff like that, helping the whole family just get out of the building without being stopped because Rich Junior will always want to sign autographs. He's and and great mayhem mayhem social media person is Rich Seniors best friend sarge and we worked with him he actually was part of the security team yes um and so we've worked with him in the past and we've kept in touch with him for for years so, uh, so there's a lot of connection there yes and we're hoping that someday on this podcast we can get a call in to rich senior yes and see what's going on down there at mayhem and i know that upcoming uh, mayhem is actually going to host a sanctional that's what the rumor has it so yes yeah it, it, it and, is been announced it's yes. actually on the crossfit okay. website so, okay. yes um and i believe end of january so we're already in talks to maybe go down and volunteer, volunteer in yes. Cookville, Tennessee for that. I actually believe the next the next volunteering is actually the Winter Classic, oh, yeah? December 7th and 8th up in uh, Cleveland. Uh, Phil Weigel, Weigel um, was w one of the black shirts on the event. Fan experience staff is part owner of that competition and has asked me to help lead the security team for that weekend. Awesome. So, yes. So... You know, we're, we're, we did this because we wanted to give you a glimpse behind the scenes. And yes. even if you're not the fittest athlete in the world and you still want to go to the games, you can. there's a way to do it. But you say I'm not fit? <laughs> <laughs> um, I said fittest in the world. Okay, okay. Didn't say you weren't fit. So um, if you have an interest in volunteering, you know, Mike and I have done it. Uh, Coach Amy has volunteered. Yes. Um, so there are other people in the gym that have done that. Grab us. We'll help yes. you. We'll tell you when the, the sign-ups are for, to volunteer. And if you know, and we also, need someone on a security lo local team somewhere. Local competition is a great way to volunteer, too. Like Fall Jam coming up. You might be volunteering at Fall Jam, I hear. That's, that is a rumor. A rumor. So, I mean, once you get into these local competitions, you you meet people that help with the national competitions. Right. And it also is part of the selection criteria for volunteers because they yes. always get more people to sign up than they have available spots. Yes. And if you do local comps, that shows that you are committed to it. Yes. Um, so I just want to thank you, Mike. You're I know welcome. it was a great thank experience. Yes. It was yeah. great hearing about everything. And if anyone has any questions, don't hesitate. Ask me a question, though. Don't ask me, goes, what was this? What was I'm like, ask me a question, a specific question. That way I can answer it other than trying to pull something in my memory bank. <laughs> yeah. So thank you very much for listening. Uh, stay tuned. Next time we'll hit uh, Shred Podcast number 23. Uh, we'll talk to you next time.